Hey everyone, I'm your host and soul sister, Gretchen North. I'm a veteran health and wellness professional turned life coach. Sticky situation is about getting unstuck so that we can get on living the lives we are meant to live. We'll share stories and advice, hear from experts, and even do some guest coaching to be reminded of living today with more awareness and inspiration, all in the spirit of creating a more fulfilling tomorrow. To get in touch, find me at gonorthcoaching.com. Let's get going. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again. Today, I'd like to talk about creating more peace in your day-to-day life. And in particular, I'd like to explore how we use time and technology and where there might be an opportunity to look at establishing some boundaries or maybe even experimenting with that. Many of these concepts, I tend to believe, are mainstream, yet I don't really see people changing their habits, so I thought it was worthwhile exploring. The first is social media. I remember when Friendster first came out in the early 2000s, and people were inviting me to join, and it just didn't feel right to me. I didn't like the idea of randomly being contacted by people I had gone to second grade with or taking myself out of the present from whomever I may have been spending my time with to connect with somebody via the internet. Honestly, (laughs) it felt very foreign and uncertain to me at the time. And as social media really took off and Facebook became huge, followed by everything else. In some regards, people would say I got further and further disconnected, but I really felt more and more in control of my life. Unfortunately, I witnessed how much time is lost by scrolling, um, spending time on different social media sites and not accomplishing much else. I noticed the comparisonitis that was happening, people displaying their lives and oftentimes not the reality of their lives, but only the good or the extravagant. And I also noticed this external validation need People were, you know, needing to to share everything and um, then sit back and wait to see how many likes they received. And I just refused to join any of those. Eventually, I had a boss who wanted me to create a LinkedIn account, so I still have that. But otherwise, I'm not on any channels, and even though I'm building and growing a business right now, it's a conscious choice to stay away because it doesn't align with my personal integrity. It doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel genuine. I prefer to connect with people more individually, one-on-one, in person when possible. And I know that that is even more challenging with the pandemic, but it hasn't changed my point of view of social media. 
And as a matter of fact, I think we're going to be coming full circle here one day where people are disassociating and returning to more community-based connection. The reasons that I'm opposed to social media, and I'm not saying it's wrong for you, but my observations have been this external validation. And I recently had a personal experience where I was reminded of why I don't like social media. That was shortly after launching this podcast that I was able to access analytics of listeners and look at feedback coming in through LinkedIn and through email and other channels. And I noticed this feeling of addiction. I felt that I needed to see who was reaching out to me and how many listeners I was receiving. And it immediately felt ugly. It it took away from my intention of creating the podcast to a level of distraction. And what I needed to do to feel better about that was limit myself to checking my analytics one time a week and checking my LinkedIn one time a week so that I could have an idea about my listeners and so that I could be respectful and communicate back with people who had reached out to me. And I felt so much better not looking morning, noon, and night at that LinkedIn page to see who else was commenting or how many more listeners I was receiving. I also only have one notification on my phone, and that's my ringtone for incoming phone calls. I don't receive notifications for text messages, for emails. I don't receive any notifications for apps I've downloaded because personally, I don't want to be a slave to my phone, impacted by the stimulus and response of a ring that then requires me to stop what I'm doing, bring me out of the present to check my phone. So some people think that's crazy. I have children. What if they need to contact me? And so far it's working out for me. Sometimes they're a little frustrated. I'm slow to respond, but ultimately having my phone is really the main purpose of having a phone for me and taking pictures. I also recognize how we compare ourselves to the lives that we see people living on these social media sites. And it just feels genuine to me. And again, I'm exercising that choice to one, not have a presence and two, to not receive notifications and three, to limit when I am checking a status of something that I'm working on and my heart is tied to, like this podcast. I also think it's really distorting our reality to have this singular view into people's lives and to base our existence on what we're experiencing. I also want to talk about media in general. I, for one, am a huge music fan. I love going to festivals and concerts and listening to music. And yet, if I am walking out in nature, I don't have AirPods in. 
I am listening to the sounds that are around me and allowing a little space for me to hear my thoughts or my intuitive voice from within. Same goes for driving. And believe me, I had a pretty nasty commute and I would often drive it in total silence. I was able to not be caught up or distracted in a song and really able to be aware of my surroundings, of what was happening in my head, and able to oftentimes plan through something or work on a problem and come up with a solution and use my time in different ways. I once learned about a mindfulness practice called mindfulness bells, and those are environmental noises that would typically trigger uh, a feeling of anxiety or discomfort. So a siren, a crying baby, a a car horn beeping. And the practice allowed us to hear a sound that would be in our environment and instead of reacting with anxiety, using it as a reminder to take a breath. So even if I were driving in silence and there was an unpleasant sound like a siren, it reminded me to take a breath versus uh, clench my steering wheel and my jaw and respond in a more anxious way. I was once walking and a woman said, are you really walking without any music? And it hadn't even occurred to me that that was such a strange thing because I was happy to be lost in my thoughts, probably working on a solution, coming up with something creative that I chose to use my time for. This has been true for most of my life. I actually didn't own a television for about six years, just chose to use my time in different ways. Now I could never catch the references about Seinfeld or friends because I missed those episodes entirely. But for me, I was gaining hours back in my day. I was able to do some work or cook or connect with a friend and not feel that I had lost so much of my day. I understand it's a way for people to unwind and check out. And personally, I've noticed that if I'm reading a book, I feel more relaxed than if I'm watching a movie, for example. I also know firsthand how I feel if I'm drifting off to sleep, looking at my phone, versus reading a book. So I also have a pretty strong stance on how we consume news, even though once upon a time, I would have loved to have gone into news media. (laughs) Hard to believe. I still recognize that my body tenses up looking at headlines, looking at disturbing images, reading the terror and horror of our day-to-day. And if I read a book, 
I'm much more relaxed and able to fall off to sleep more peacefully. So there is, you know, the science of the blue light exposure before going to sleep and it's not good and it's not good for your brain. You can't settle down. But I also invite you to just observe what happens to you on a physical level, on a somatic level, understanding your body's reaction to disturbing headlines and seeing how you feel versus not looking at anything at all or maybe reading a book or looking through a magazine. There's so many negative images and words and what we focus on really does expand. So taking in that negativity in particular before going to sleep feels particularly damaging. I also don't really feel that people should have televisions in their bedroom. I once heard an expert say that our bedrooms are for sleep and for sex. And so anything else really shouldn't belong in the bedroom, including a television. You're disconnecting from the other human you may be in there with and distracting yourself, creating a less restful night of sleep. It just doesn't seem like a lot of good is coming from that. Again, I invite you to maybe just go on a little experiment and see what it's like to not fall asleep watching TV or looking at your phone. Some experts actually suggest a 48-hour technology retreat in which you're completely separating from those devices allowing yourself to unplug, unwind, connect back with your breath, connect back with your thoughts, connect back to nature, with people around you, with the here and now, without having your head down, creating more posture and missing out on the world around you. Where are the opportunities in your day-to-day to limit the consumption of technology, whether it's social media, whether it's television, whether it's music, your laptop, how much time can you gain back by taking a break from some of that? How might you feel differently? What might you discover? There's so many things to explore on the other side of this. And again, I realize that this might be a foreign proposition for you but one worth exploring. What else could you be doing with your time? Speaking of time, years ago, way before cell phones, when watches were pretty much the way to know what time it was, I chose to stop wearing a watch because I recognized the anxiety it was causing me. I knew that I had liberty in asking people what time it was if I really needed to know. But the very fact that a watch was strapped to my wrist, creating anxiety, made me feel uneasy. And I recognized that there was a choice there that I didn't have to wear a watch if it didn't make me feel good. So there it is. I know this message is pretty short and sweet, but it really is an invitation for you to look around your environment and consider where you can exercise more choice And believe me, it takes a lot of discipline. I'm someone who doesn't have these social media channels. And 
immediately found myself looking for feedback with regards to my podcast, and I had to limit myself, and that limit felt really uncomfortable. So I know what a challenge it can be to limit yourself, but I invite you to explore to take a break from social media. People look at me like I'm an alien when I say that I'm not on these sites, but I also think that there is an intrigue and a disbelief and a curiosity. So go ahead and and see what happens. Maybe start with just the step of removing notifications and being in control of when you want to check to see what's been going on rather than being a slave to each of those notifications. It could be a big difference maker in your life and part of sticky situation is to try to create more peace in your day-to-day. And these are some practices that, that have made that difference in my own life. I look forward to hearing how this challenge goes for you. So please be in touch. So that's a wrap. If you have suggestions for future topics or would like to work through a sticky situation of your own, shoot me an old school email at gonorthcoaching at gmail or check out my other offerings at gonorthcoaching.com. If you're listening, chances are we know each other and I'm so grateful for your support. Please help me spread the word by sharing, liking, rating, subscribing, Any and all of the things are so appreciated. See you next time.